Hi everybody and welcome to Zion. My name's Phil Strong and once again it's a pleasure to be with you. It's a pleasure to be preparing something that I can offer to you in order that you might uh, engage in, with the Word of God and uh, embrace the Word of God, uh, to consume the Word of God and also to grow with the Word of God. So today uh, we're in the midst of a series we're calling Temple and Table. This series, Temple and Table, is about understanding the, the, the new way that God's growing us in order to worship and gather together. So we gather in the temple, which is corporate worship, uh, which is traditionally what we would know as church in a building at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. But God is trying to expand our paradigms in order that we would understand church is far greater uh, than that. Church is not a meeting. Church is not a building. Church is not even an organization. Church is a dynamic living community of believers who gather together with Jesus in their midst. And so we're exploring this idea around the table. And today is one of those table moments. So what I want to do today is I want to lead you in a conversation. I want to share a message with you uh, titled Mount Sinai or Zion. And you'll see why we're doing that shortly. But before we do that, I'd love to read the Word of God to you. So the key passage for Scripture today is found in Hebrews chapter 12. Let's turn to Hebrews 12 now. And what I want to read to you from is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 to 27. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. This is going to lead us to our discussion today. But I want to open by saying that I feel like the Lord is shaking us to awaken us. So shaken to awaken. We're being shaken in order that we would be awakened. And, and really, we've got to understand why is God awakening us and what is he awakening us to? And I'll probably talk about that in the weeks to come. But for now, we've got to understand shaking that we're being shaken. We've got to recognize that God is shaking us. God uses shaking to get our attention. And as I was thinking about this this week, I was thinking about the smoke alarms. You've got to change the batteries in your alarms. And so I was thinking about smoke alarms. If the smoke alarm's going off and it's, it's piercing in its sound in order to get your attention, uh, it's doing its job. But the point of that is not that you would just pay attention to the alarm, that you would go and attend to the alarm and hopefully stop it. Uh, that's not the point of the smoke alarm. The point of the smoke alarm is to point you to the, the smoke, which is to point you to the fire, which is what needs your attention. And I feel like at this time, in the shaking that's going on in the earth, that the, the, the alarm is getting the attention, but we're not turning to what God is wanting us to look for. And, and so today, in the shaking, let us not be distracted by what is shaking us, but let's point ourselves and our attention and divert ourselves back to what God might be looking to highlight. And, and so for me, in this season, I'm going to 
take the opportunity to share with you uh, perhaps just some of those things that are shaking in my world and what I think God is, is doing in that. So you can watch out for that as we have this curated conversation together. I think it's fair to say that we're in a season of disruption. Uh, there's not many things that are constant and certainly nothing that is certain. And, and, and so in this disruption, God is shaking us. In this disruption, we are th- seeing things getting taken away from us, some liberties some freedoms. We're seeing things imposed upon us, mandates. We're, we're seeing uh, our lifestyle choices restricted. Uh, some of us are seeing our, our futures and pathways changed. Uh, some people that were going on a course of study are now not going on a course of study. Some people that have a career have transitioned out of that career into a, a different space. For those of you that have family overseas, you have not been able to visit them for some time. The world is changing. But I'd like to say to you that this is not uh, a change in that uh, we've just pressed the pause button and, and by God, by God's grace, we might be able to push the pause button again and go back to life as normal. That is not the world we live in anymore. This is a disruption that is causing things to shift. This is not a disruption uh, as a delay, a pause, and that we go back to life as normal. That's not the case. We've got to set our expectations and our focus on God to find out what he's doing in the disruption in order that we would find the life that he's prepared for us in this. And I want to highlight that today. Uh, Let's think about some of our world that's changed. You know, how we move about our country was shut down for a period of time, and in some cases it's been restricted still for others. Uh, How we go shopping, you know, I'm doing a lot more online shopping right now, including the groceries. Uh, Going to the movies is something that we used to enjoy that we just haven't done for a long, long time, and and now it's normal to, to pay for a movie online you know, and the young people might be going, ha, ah, well, we do that all the time. Well, no, us old folks, we were used to going and buying a ticket and going into a theatre and sitting there with our jaffers or our tangy fruits and, and then having intermission. And in the intermission, you get to go out for a bathroom break or to grab a, an ice cream. That was what the movies were for us. Whereas now, kids sit at home and they can put it on their debit card with a click of a button, watch the movie, they can pause it, go and make some popcorn. That's normal now. But it's got to become the, the new normal. We think about travels being restricted. Um, you know, I'm particularly concerned for some of our overseas missions partners, not because um, they're having a problem, I suppose, but because I can't be with them. And my concern is, is that the journey that we're on together has, has really been disrupted and um, searching and prayer for revelation on that from the Lord. Church gatherings, look at us here. We're not in the building together. It's a major shift. Um, You know, schools have had to change how they gather and who's allowed into gatherings with them. Um, You know, marae and tangi and big celebrations of life have been significantly transformed in this nation. So so the world is disrupted and it's definitely uh, going to be different for us as we move forward. But the future thinkers, those that think about the world beyond today, they're asking even tougher questions for consideration. So yes, uh, travel is restricted, and and who knows when it will come back as far as uh, international travel goes. Uh, life as we know it is gatherings and groups, um, health systems, they're all changing. You know, how um, doctors and, and surgeons and hospitals operate now has forever shifted and changed from what it used to be. But some of the questions are, well, what if, what if the internet broke? How, how would we communicate? It's a possibility that some countries will have internet shut down. 
Um, and you might laugh and think, well, that's impossible. The internet's in the interwebs. Well, yeah, but there's a switch. Or, or what if power, the delivery of power, electricity was disrupted for a period of time? Uh, those of us that rely on electricity to charge our phones so it would be somewhat disrupted. Uh, those of you that have electric cars, <laughs> you certainly got a small circle you can drive in uh, for a limited period of time. And we might laugh, but then what if the fuel supply what if the delivery of fuel to our country, what if the supply chain got cut off? This is the world we live in. It's being disrupted. And it's real, and it's real for all of us. So the question is, how are we going to respond? As I've said several times, what I'm hoping is that this would be more like a curated conversation than a traditional sermon. So this is the first time where I'm going to pause uh, for you to have some discussion. And, and here's what I want you to discuss. What specifically about this season has revealed a shaking in you? Maybe it's related to uh, so COVID. COVID has disrupted all of us. We know that. Uh, what, what about family circumstances in this season? Uh, we, our family, we lost my dad last year. That's shaken things and changed how we interact with each other. What about security? For some of you, your work or your business has been significantly affected. Finances have changed or your hope and confidence in future investments might have significantly changed. And of course, changes to church life. So what I want you to do is I want you to pause the video and I want you to have this discussion. The question will be on the screen. Uh, discuss, be honest, be open, be transparent, be vulnerable. What shaking is going on in your world? For me, as I've shared with you, uh, I'm particularly uh, disrupted around church life. It's what I think about 24-7. It's what I'm called by God in the season of my life to lead. Uh, and I'm like leading and I don't even know where we're going. It's a challenge for me. We've had some stuff that hasn't gone so well in this season for Kathy and I with regards to a building project, a family project. And... And it's, 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 it's disrupting my life. It's disrupting how I'm operating. And I've got to work out how to navigate that. And, and it's out of my control. I don't have the answers. I don't have the ability to fix it instantly. Uh, money is certainly a big question of that as well. But, but if I'm being honest with you, it's really causing a disruption. And the problem with disruption is it can distract me. And if I get distracted, then I become my own worst enemy. So this is why we need to be honest. So there's just a couple of examples for me. Um, what's, what's shaking you? Go on, pause the video and have a chat now. Hey, well, I really hope these conversations uh, help you because I believe that when we pause and take time to discuss it with someone else, then the Holy Spirit gets involved in that conversation. And that's really where the growth happens. Uh, so, so go on, make sure, you, make sure you have the conversation. This really came about, the stirring in me, uh, because God had spoken to me several years ago, um, beginning of, I think it was 2019, uh, the Lord said, uh, I am coming once again to shake the heavens and the earth. And I will shake all things, and, and in that, that the unshakable things will remain. And as we read in Hebrews chapter 12, I read it at the beginning, that God is shaking things in order that those that are made by man, the things of this world, the kingdom of this world, that they'd fall away, that only eternal, unshakable things will remain. 
And this has proven to, to be the case in, in my life for so many different ways. Uh, we see this at COVID-related things. We see it in church-related things. We see it in the economy. Uh, we see it in government. Uh, we see it in all sorts of places. There's a shaking. There's a tremor going on. And it's people living in the fear of the uncertainty as, as uh, things ravage the earth. But you see, God always shakes things to awaken us. And God shakes things to test he shakes things to refine and purify, and he shakes in order that we would come close to him. This is God's aim out of a, of a shaking. I liken this to uh, the season of the, of the Exodus. So God miraculously rescued his people out of Egypt as he promised. And he took them from slavery, and within, within a day they were they were. Exodus, they were out of Egypt and through the Red Sea, uh, and then he had a season for them, and it was the desert. And I've heard many preachers say that God took the people out of Egypt, but the reason the desert journey took so long is because he had to get Egypt out of the people. And uh, I wonder in this shaking season if instead of hoping for things to go back the way they were, to the things we know, the comfort and the security and the, the, the channel, the rut that we were living in, my fear, my greatest concern is that we would miss what God wants to reveal for the future. So let us not uh, speed up the process, let allow God's work to happen in us, but also let it allow God to remove those things through the shaking uh, that it would lead us into uh, walking with him in a, in a, in a, in, into the future. So, so let's allow God to do his work. Let's allow him to lead us through the season in order that he would, you know, metaphorically speaking, get Egypt out of us. Uh, and we want to talk about that today. Well, this is the part where I want to point you back to the scriptures, and today I want to point you to Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, I'm not going to have the time to go through it in its fullness, but I want to break it down for you uh, because I really want you to chew on it, to allow God to speak to you. I want you to discuss it with each other. And I want to start at the end of it and work my way up, if that's okay. And the, and the first thing I want to point to is the passage that I read earlier, and that's from uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 to 29. And in the New King James Version, it has the beautiful heading about hearing God's heavenly voice. And so my first point that I'd want to say to you today is it's really important that you position yourself to hear the heavenly voice. And so what does that mean? It means asking God this question. God, what are you doing in this season? God, what is the shaking revealing in me and what would you like to do about it? And inviting yourself, uh, sorry, drawing yourself into that place where you're inviting God to speak and you're inclining your ear to listen and you're responding to him. This shaking has come for a reason. And we need to understand, we need to get in line with God in order that we would, we would hopefully hear from him and see what he'd like to do about it. If you then move up the page, you'll, you'll read the next passage of Scripture, which talks about uh, the contrast between Sinai and Zion. And this is really where the title of the message came from. Because uh, the writer of Hebrews says, look, you did not come to Sinai where there was a shaking, there was a tremor, there was a fear, there was judgment, there was the law, there was this uh, the imposition of performance in order to be accepted by God. You did not come to Sinai. You came to Zion. 
You came to that dwelling place of God. You came to this new covenant that's mediated by Jesus Christ and his blood. You came to the place of love. You came to the place of grace and forgiveness and righteousness. Your redemption that leads you into your inheritance with God as his sons and daughters. And so what I'd like to say to you right now is, look, let's avoid Sinai. Let's run to Zion. And what I mean by that is we're in this disruption and we could, we could desire to go back to the way things were. We could want the comforts. And look, if you're familiar with the story of the Exodus, you will know that the people of God grizzled and grumbled and complained. And they said to Moses, why did God lead us out here to die? Surely you should take us back to Egypt where we had cabbage and fish and at least we had a roof over our heads. Didn't see the big picture. Let's avoid Sinai. Let's avoid coming back to a place of performance and judgment and conditional love. And let's run to Zion. And so to unpack that, I really want to lead you back to the discussion. And, and what I want to do is I want to dig a little bit deeper. And I want to pose this question to you. Being truly honest, what is this shaking revealing in your thought life, in your emotions, and in your spiritual maturity. For me, this uh, season, which is bigger than COVID for me, it started years ago. It's really been a, a really a significantly challenging dismantling of, of who I thought I was and, and what I actually essentially thought I was doing. Uh, and God has been pulling people and, and things out of my life in order to dismantle what I had fabricated and created by my own strength. It's Sinai. And unshakable things will remain. So God's been dismantling that which is not eternal. And uh, this has affected how I live. It's affected my prayer life. It's affected my emotional life. I've, I've needed to get outside myself for help and have wise counsel around me and good friends that are willing to ask hard questions. And I've been willing to face those questions. And, and look, I've lived my life open before those people. And I, I hope that the healing is coming the way God has promised. But it's not been easy. And in the midst of that, uh, whilst I live this challenging private life, I still have to live a public life. I still have a family that I love, that I want to have fun with and connect with. I have friends that, uh, that, that, that bring me joy and there's people that God's called me to invest into. I've had to learn new thinking habits. I've had to get some new tools that would help me to, to, uh, to change what I believe and change what I think in order to reframe my environment. And in that, uh, God's been pruning me, God's been helping me to grow, and hopefully one day <laughs> we'll all get to see the fruit of that. But what I want you to do is pause the video, and I want you to have the discussion, and want you to be honest about what's been going on in my thought life, and, and maybe in that God would hold the mirror up and help you to see those things that he's wanting to bring his attention to. And those are the things that we would want God to bring his healing to, and uh, we'll talk about that. But why don't you pause the video and have the conversation now. Well, I hope that conversation went okay. Uh, and by that I'm genuine. I mean, look, there's an opportunity here for God to really to uncover some things, to, to pull off a Band-Aid or a scab that's over a wound and, and really to pour his love into a, a wound of yours that requires uh, his healing because he knows that's what's good for all of us. 
Um, I can honestly say the season is not comfortable for me, but I'm willing to allow God to do his work in order that he would be glorified through the fruit that may come, and, and only, he, only he can do that. So let's avoid Sinai, let's run to Zion, and in that we run to his love and his grace and his uh, mercy and his kindness and his goodness and the righteousness that he brings through our redemption. If we move up the page in Hebrews chapter 12, we move from the hearing his voice, we move from the um, running to Mount uh, Zion, and then we've got this opportunity here where the writer of Hebrews really asks us or invites us to commit ourselves to renewing our spiritual vitality. And, and this passage of scripture is, is verses uh, 12 through 17 of Hebrews chapter 12. You can go and read it for yourself. But, but what I love about this is it's an invitation to us. God is saying to us, look, I'm willing to help you, but you've got to step up. And so our commitment is to embrace the journey and to pull off the, the, the plaster, as it were, and really commit. And if you, if you ever look at the passage, what I love about this is, is, is the writer says, hey, look, how do you do that? You pursue peace. You make sure there's no bitterness in your heart that could grow up and really spoil the community that you're part of. You should make holiness your aspiration, which, um, you know, this is the journey God took us on in 2021. It's really about embracing holiness and connecting with each other. The writer says we should hold on to the inheritance that Jesus has purchased for us. This is the opportunity that we have to, to really commit to the journey of growth that God's got for us. That in the midst of the shaking, we're confident that God is doing something. And I'm inviting you to think about that. So in thinking about that, I'm leading you to the conversation we're having and the discussion that I'm inviting you to have. And, and in that, I have this question for you. How will you run the race well? How will you press into Jesus in these times? What can you do to avoid Mount Sinai, which is about fear and performance? How will you approach Mount Zion, which is the love and the power of Jesus? And how will you walk with the people of Zion in that journey? This, is, uh, this has been a challenging season for me, and uh, in the absence of a lot of answers, I've just found a lot of help in asking the right questions. Um, you know, Kathy and I were just having a conversation, and I said, well, perhaps the better question to ask is, and, and, and so, you know, this is, this is the, we've got to challenge ourselves. Am I having the right conversations? Am I asking the right questions? Am I having the conversation with the right people? And am I getting access to the help that I need? Ultimately, Jesus is our healer, but Jesus often brings healing through our connection with others. So I'd really like to ask you to pause and to be honest with each other around what do you have as needs that your friends might help you with. Uh, and then in listening, you will perhaps find how you can be an encouragement to each other. So go on, pause the video, have the conversation, and when we come back, we'll land this. Hey, look, my purpose with you today was really to point you to the scriptures to lead you in a conversation. Um, Hebrews chapter 12 is, is a really, really powerful passage of scripture. Look, the book itself is complicated. Now, chapter 12 is really about running our race well, uh, presenting ourselves before God, committing to renewing our spiritual vitality, running to Mount Zion where we might find his dwelling place, and there we might 
uh, incline our hearts to hear his voice. Well, my whole point in creating this environment for a conversation is really to bring us to the place where we understand that um, we're, we're designed to do life together. That a life lived with others is a life where we grow together. That means we get individual growth, we get uh, cooperative growth, and we get corporate growth. And, and so I'm really hoping that you're doing this journey with others, that you would come around the table in a more intimate environment where you would literally be prepared to pull back the curtains and open up your life to others. And in doing so in a place of love and grace and trust, uh, with the Holy Spirit helping, uh, you'll be able to help one another on the journey. As always, if there's uh, something that comes up that really does uh, require some pastoral input, then we've got a pastoral care team. Uh, obviously, I'd love to be invited into that space if, if there's prayer needs that I can help with uh, to help you access the healing that Jesus has for you. Ultimately, as we choose to serve each other in love, we are coming to Mount Zion. We're coming to that place where we join the myriads of angels and the, the other believers, as, 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 as is written about in Hebrews. And, and that's, that's really what I want to land this on, is that we're in this together. We're in uh, Mount Zion. We're called Zion for a reason, folks. Uh, that dwelling place of God where we cohabitate with each other and enjoy his presence and, his, and all the fruit that uh, Jesus makes available for our lives. So my prayer for you as you go is that you would come to the scriptures and in that you would find Jesus. And in finding Jesus, you would find his healing. You'd find the confidence you can have in the promises of Jesus. And you'd find the life, the dynamic life that God's got for all of us. And it's the dynamic life that God's got for all of us that I want to speak about next week. So make sure you join us. Watch out for the, the, the information that's coming out on our YouTube channel. Uh, you'd be best to subscribe to Zion Media's YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button. Click the bell to make sure you get the notifications so you know when new content is up. And I pray God's richest blessing on you for this coming time in your life as you journey through the shaking to see the fruit that God wants to bear in your life. God bless you and I'll catch up with you soon.